It's time for our monthly look at what's happening in the world of accessible technology. Hardware, software, training. You can find all sorts of information on this in the free monthly bulletin from eAccess. And we have with us, as always, Tristan Parker to tell us what's coming up in the latest free edition. Tristan, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Alan. Good to be here. So let's uh, start things off then with uh, a big global story, actually. We're going to look at the Marrakesh Treaty. So this is a piece of legislation that's been worked on and discussed for quite a few years now. Um, It can get quite complicated, but essentially it's a treaty that's been drawn up to give blind and visually impaired people around the world better access to books and texts in accessible formats such as braille ebook audiobook and it does this by or it will do this hopefully by relaxing some copyright laws which currently make it difficult to share these accessible books uh, between countries or create new ones so earlier this month a big milestone was was reached in getting the treaty implemented so the main elements of the treaty were kind of essentially finalized and agreed by the European Union so this is uh, this is very good news of course as it means that the EU has essentially approved the main aims of the treaty however one aspect of this latest agreement was a kind of compromise whereby it sort of states that countries who sort of opt into the treaty can choose to ask for financial compensation as they're calling it for whoever holds the copyright to the book which is being shared in an accessible format so it could be quite costly for organizations that that share these accessible books and unsurprisingly these organizations and and others that represent the rights and interests of uh, people who are blind and visually impaired these organizations are very unhappy about this aspect even though the sort of main agreement uh, reached is is quite a positive thing so it's it's a difficult one you know it's it's a very sort of mixed mixed bag really so one of the organizations that's been quite vocal about it is the European Blind Union and uh, we have some input on this story from uh, a member of the EBU to get their views on it and uh, explain a bit more about it in the article. That feature, of course, a little more in-depth in the free bulletin itself. We'll tell you how to get the free bulletin to your inbox very soon. Staying with uh, the topics, though, and we're now looking at a new app, Tristan. So this is a new uh, app that helps people with disabilities to locate their nearest accessible ATM or cash machine, whichever you prefer to call it. So there are a number of accessible cash machines around the UK and some of them do have features to make this make the process of, of getting money out easier for someone with various kinds of impairment. So for example, quite a few ATMs around the UK have audio assistance which is especially useful for people who are visually impaired. Um, it makes the process just a bit simpler and a lot more direct. So this app helps people find their nearest cash machine with the features that you specify. So if you want an audio assisted ATM, uh, you can use this app to search for it. It will tell you where the nearest of those ATMs is. And then it also guides or directs you to that machine, uh, much as you would do if you were using something like Google Maps and trying to get to a bus stop or a supermarket. It actually directs you, um, which is an incredibly useful feature. So Thomas Pocklington Trust helped with some of the user testing for the app uh, to make sure that it was accessible with the Apple and Google screen reader software. 
there's also a number of other uh, cash machine features that users can search by using this app. So you could search for wheelchair accessible ATMs, machines that dispense five pound notes or offer facilities to change your pin. You can even store the location of ATMs that you use a lot. And when you get near it, the app will alert you. Uh, to tell you, you know, ask you if you want to get some cash out because you're nearby. If you want to know more about the app as well, we have uh, an interview. In fact, I spoke with Marsha de Cordova from Thomas Paulkington Trust and uh, Mary Buffy from Link, who run the uh, ATM network, uh, all about the app. And you can hear that on rnibconnectradio.org.uk. Head to the website, look for podcasts and then early edition, and you can have a listen to our chat there. It's a fantastic uh, piece of technology. I've tried it myself, Tristan, and uh, it is it is great. Very good indeed. Right, really interesting one this, Tristan. Uh, comes all the way from Australia. A new in-flight entertainment system, which has been designed especially for passengers who are blind or visually impaired. The system has been launched by Virgin Australia Airlines on two of its aircraft models. So some of the features on this new system include things like simplified screen layouts, larger icons on the display, and things like voice prompts, which will help passengers who are blind. Also, accessing flight information has been simplified on the system. So passengers can find out things like uh, the time remaining on the flight or the distance remaining to get to a certain place. Uh, It's all been simplified and made a lot easier uh, with the aim of making it more accessible. Unfortunately for a lot of people, I guess, these, as as you said, these systems are only available in Australia and only available on a few select planes and domestic routes based in the country. I think there is actually one route that goes from Australia to Los Angeles which uses the system. So it's fantastic for blind and visually impaired people in Australia which I think is I think it's around 600,000 people according to one source. As yet there's no word on whether these accessible systems will be rolled out to other Uh, Virgin flight routes but I'm currently speaking to Virgin Australia to try and find out a bit more about whether that's something they'll be doing so yeah hopefully it will be well look forward to that that sounds great to have the the ability to you know pick your programs and all sorts uh, on the flights itself um let's stay with smart technology and round off Tristan with smart cities smart city is it's, it's one of those terms that has a lot of different definitions depending on exactly what you're talking about and in what context. It's basically the name for the sort of increasing use of technology in cities and in city infrastructure to do clever and useful things. That could be anything from using sensors to monitor air pollution to widespread Wi-Fi coverage in sort of open air public spaces. So this research involved speaking to various experts from around the world who who work on smart city projects. And around 60% of these experts said that they thought smart cities were actually failing people with disabilities. So in other words, despite all these innovations, the projects in cities at the moment aren't currently performing to help people with disabilities. So the the organisations that that carried out the research, G3, ICT and World Enabled, they've put together a strategy for how smart cities can be digitally inclusive, I guess, and 
help fulfill the needs of people with disabilities and older people as well. As we all know, technology can be incredibly helpful in assisting people, anyone with an impairment when it's used in the right way. So these smart city projects actually represent a a really huge opportunity for people with disabilities in this respect. So in the bulletin article, we, we take a look at the suggestions that G3 ICT and World Enabled make in order to make smart cities more digitally accessible. Great stuff. I see, uh, Tristan, we're giving people an idea of what's coming up in the free bulletin itself, which is a monthly publication. So if people would like to get their hands on uh, e-access bulletin or would like to find out just a little bit more about uh, maybe some past issues or just ask some general questions or even submit articles, how do they do that? So if people want to sign up to receive the bulletin, it's completely free and it's just a once a month email. Go to the following web address and just uh, to say there's no www in front of it. Uh, So just go to lists.headstar.com. So that's L-I-S-T-S dot H-E-A-D-S-T-A-R dot com. People can also have a look at our blog, which has uh, most of the content from all the previous bulletins. So you can see our previous stories. Uh, So that can be found at www.headstar.com slash E-A-B live. You can contact us on Twitter and our handle is at eaccessbulletin all one word and if people have any comments or questions or requests for information or articles or ideas to submit uh, please do get in touch and the email to reach us on is eaccessbulletin at gmail.com Tristan, pleasure as always speaking with you. You'll be back with us next month to tell us about the latest bulletin. For the moment, thank you for speaking with us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thanks a lot, Alan.